Welcome to the Black Pocket Podcast. I am your boy Brian Weary, aka Dun Shay. And right now we're chilling at uh, the home of Fifth Child. Say what's up, Fifth Child. What's up? All right. And uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we're here with a special guest, man, Mr. Fluid. What's up, man? What up, what up? Long time, long time supporter of the Black Pocket Podcast, man. Of everything. Uh, pretty much, pretty much, man. And so uh, we wanted to make sure when uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Robert, heard through the grapevine what? that Mr. Fluid was going to be dropping a new project. I, I, okay. I hit him up. I hit there him we up. go, there we go. So we found, so you hit him up. I found out about it. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's what's up. Mr. Flu's coming out with a new project. I'm looking forward to it. And he just, Robert just hit, hit us up and was like, hey, y'all want to be down for doing a review? And well, who's like, going to say no to the man who's best friends with George Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> yeah, man. They're, they're, like, they're like brothers, man. <laughs> they're like brothers. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, I was like, definitely, man. I'm all in for it. So, got a chance to listen to it myself uh, a few nights ago, and um, and uh, really go back over it today. Mm-hmm. I dig the project, man. But we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into the sure. itty gritty, and really, you know, take take a look at this thing track by track. Okay. And so, um, I need my phone. I'm doing. Terrible as a host. I need the track list because <laughs> I know about the intro. I know about fire, man. Oh, thank you so much, man. So the name of the project. Talk to us a little bit about uh, how you came up with this concept of uh, this EP because it looks like it's going to be a series. Yes, yes, yes. So, so, so for a couple of years now, I've been um, kind of just compiling beats. My last project, when it came out. Um, all the beats were pretty much done for it way before it came out. And it was just a matter of mixing at the time I was working on new beats. So really for a little over two years now, I've just kind of been working on different styles. And I kind of decided that I'm going in different directions. Like I got one style that sounds like this. I'm really like more reggae over here, more like amp stuff, more like liquid drum and bass, more like soulful you know, like soft jazz type of beats. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, why don't instead of I drop an album that would be kind of confusing to people where it's just going all over the place, yeah. why don't I just break it up into EPs? Mm-hmm. And, and, and and through my studies of, uh, you know, um, I guess you could say occultism, I wanted to break up the, uh, the five elements of creation mm-hmm. and do fire, air, earth, water, and spirit. And with each of those, that could drop on a different season, and I could end it with spirit, you know. Um, so to the next four seasons, at the beginning of each season, I could drop an EP that represents that season, and also could have a different style with it. <laughs> so with that said, to start it off, Really, what amped it up is, is I uh, I linked up with a dude in Baton Rouge by the name of Flood and did a track called New Morning, which the video is out right now on mm-hmm. YouTube. And it just inspired me to say, why not just do fire right now instead of waiting? Because I had this idea for a while, um, you know, easily a year I've had the idea. So I was just like, okay, well, fire is just going to be all energy. It's summertime, Summer fire, you know, okay. just just come out swinging, and the whole album is like the beats like 200 BPM. Okay. Um, you know, the last beat kind of 
takes it down slower tempo, but really just come up with a lot of energy and you know fire, meaning like just amped up, you know. That's awesome, man. And so when I listen to it, man, as soon as I put on the burn, yeah, I was instantly in it because I love the way that you put in the vocal, the, the speaking parts, the intro that he's yeah, given yeah, yeah. to it, and then how the um, the ambiance of it, man. I'm should I play it through the phone, through the microphone, and we do it that way? Are we going through the speaker? We'll, we'll go through. We're going through the speaker, so I'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Hey, man. We just, we just talk about the concept. Yeah, man. Uh, run that track or what? Yeah, I, I, run I think it's bit. dope. Just like I think the the concept behind the series is is dope. I mean, it's basically like your Captain Planet like project. <laughs> <laughs> Say it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where's the find the lie? <laughs> you said all of the things you just said, spirit instead of heart, but it's Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's not a bad thing, nah, man. Nah, don't, nah. don't look at it like that. Who's like Captain Planet? Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then it's like, okay, so are there gonna be anything? Anything to like sonically that's gonna connect all the yeah, yeah, pieces yeah. together. So, so, so there's so, a yeah, yeah. So that's that, that, that's a, another part of it. Um, and I don't think I mentioned before. It's called the makeup of a mascot. So mm-hmm. This is volume one, fire. Um, next is Earth. So um, even though I haven't really gotten Earth worked out, the idea for that is like more earthy tones in the sense of probably bongo mm. drums, guitar, yeah, maybe like a reggae kind of sound. Sampling probably uh, through the MPC versus you know Studio mm. One or whatever. So taking it back to like Dusty Records and stuff cool. like that. Have I figure earthy? The beats probably won't be anywhere near as fast as this mm-hmm. one. You know, maybe step back and um, yeah. So air is definitely like smooth jazz, <laughs> a lot like with some 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 cool drums to it. But so air instruments. You know, so, so um, spirit. I'm thinking is just going to end up being a culmination of all of it. Spirit, spirit's probably just going to be like free jazz kind of thing, to where it's just like I'm over here and I'm over here, just experimental. Um, water, water. I'm thinking liquid drum and bass. You know, okay. It makes sense just to go with liquid drum and bass. That's, that's some a project I've been wanting to do for a while because I always the last couple of projects I've been kind of doing a hybrid of hip hop and drum and bass. So my idea with water is just to actually just go in full force and do a drum and bass project. This liquid drum and bass mm-hmm. with rhyming over it. You know? Yeah. Um, but I missed. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said them all. I think you got them all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, we're talking about fire, speed, water, air. Is it earth? or I'm not earth, but um, what's the other one? I feel like missing. Fire, water, air, earth, spirit. Yeah, that's fine. What did you say earth was going to be? So earth is going to be like earthy tones, like Life guitars percussion. and okay. you know, like, like, you know, bongos and that kind of thing, you know. Nice, like, nice, nice. Reggae, probably more of a reggae kind of thing going with that. Gotcha, gotcha. Are they uh, all going to be five tracks, you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to stick five. It's five EPs, five tracks on each one. You know, I think just keep it all, keep it all even, you know, and, and that kind of gives me a guideline. See, I'm the type of person, I work better under pressure, and I also work better if I got guidelines. Okay, so I already know the release dates. 
because this dropped. Oh, the first, well, this dropped the first day of summer. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to keep it going, yeah. I'm drop the first day of each season, even if it's a Tuesday or a Sunday or whatever. I'm just going to drop. You know, um, this is my goal. You know, this is my mm-hmm. plan, right? And I know it's going to be five tracks, and I also know it's going to be all my own production. Mm. So I mean. I'm not against working with other producers. I actually have some other projects in the works that are with other producers, but this is just a way of like pushing myself to like, if I come up with a concept, I want to know I can do it. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is a way to really push myself creatively and go in all these different directions and hold it down. I don't want it to throw a bunch of concepts together and then it don't really make sense. Like you bet track could have went on this yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I want fire to sound like fire or sound like earth and, you know I want to know I can do it so yeah it's a, the pressure's on but I'm happy to do it you know yeah definitely and you really nailed the the note down like fire sounds like fire thank like, you thank you know, all the way through every track or whatever I was like okay I get kind of this fierceness to this record mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah uh, absolutely are, are knocking on a majority of them, but it's not the drums that make it. It's more of kind of like the feel of the instrumentation of the melody. Yeah. So everything you're talking about, it kind of keeps you on edge because you get this sense that, you know, I, I went back and listened to the song again mm-hmm. and to the last one, uh, Conformity uh, record. Conformity is not yeah. And I wanted to try to see what, what about this, this first part of this project sounds different from it. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much that it sounds different, but it's more concentrated. So you nailed it when you first said that you don't want it to kind of be everywhere. Like I get a feeling of not only are you saying these topics and, and going really deep with your lyrics, mm-hmm. but it all kind of feels like atmospheric. And so you're, I see the red and yeah. everything. I see the, you right. know what I'm saying? I feel the fire and the kind of, you know how fire is a little unpredictable with it? Yeah, yeah. And it, it keeps you on edge. That's what I got from this project. Oh, cool, cool, yeah, cool. That's great. The bars, too. Bars. And you're cursing more than I than you before. And I'm like, but it makes sense with yeah, the fire. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I've been hit, heard him say that word before. I, I, I said with this one, you know, you know, I've been paying attention to what's going on in the rap game. And I'm like, no. I'm like, no. Nah. true. That's right. I, 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 Y'all done pissed off. Y'all done pissed off fluid. I'm See? like, I, I'm, I'm going to come out and do do some real bar shit. Yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. actually say what I feel and mm. just come out come out hard with this one and like yeah and and also do stuff that I know is gonna jump off at shows and catch people's attention. Yeah, and, say is F these hoes. <laughs> I agree. All that son. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean the the idea was okay, uh, you know, with with a longer project with twelve, thirteen tracks or whatever, I could go into this mode and tell a story and then do this, do a love song if I wanted to. But this one, I was like, nah, it's just it's got to be bar, just it's like a like a battle rapper or something mm-hmm. like that, just kind of come at it like that. But also, not just bars. There's a little bit of bits of knowledge and you know stuff oh, yeah. sprinkled in there. But it's really like it's bars. You know? mm-hmm. Definitely, man. Like again, you've consistently had a mindset and 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 things that you wanted to get across in your bars in the past. Mm-hmm. But again, I think the thing about this project and that what I'm kind of excited for is the fact that it kind of plays out like you started with a thesis. You started with that first track. Mm -hmm. 
and the the like I said, the vocal sample is perfect for setting the tone for the album. Then you close out with another. Yeah, rest vocal. In, rest in peace to Bobby Hemmings. That's mm-hmm. the uh, that's the vocal sample I use on on Lucifer and also the Burn. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and it, it just kind of like everything in between is a byproduct of those things. Sometimes people attempt that, yeah, 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 and you know they don't really stick the landing with it, or they go out left field. And that was really the last piece of it because I had the songs ready to go, where track one and the last track just kind of came in and mm-hmm. just came in with the drums. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about it a little deeper, and I was like, "What else could I do to kind of connect all this together, and then also connect the idea of fire and the elements, and kind of what I wanted to say." Because I, I never want to be preachy. I never want to say, you should believe this, or you should believe that, or this is the way things are. <laughs> because I don't believe reality works that way. I think you kind of interpret it your own. You make your own world around you and stuff like that. So I was like, how, how can I get somebody else to kind of say what I'm thinking and talk about these ideas about fire, air, earth, water, and, and looking up um, certain teachers that I listened to for years. Um, I came across some some Bobby Hemmett stuff, and I was like, "Here's him talking about fires and spiritual element." And um, he really came across, basically said what I wanted to say. And his intensity is so so great <laughs> because he sounds like a Baptist preacher, but he's he's talking about these things that are much very occultish, you know. Um, Get to get pretty deep, and but he, he is with this intensity, you know. And um, I was like, man, he's just snapping. <laughs> so I'm like, this is this is perfect, you know. Definitely, man. I really want to hear New Morning because I like that. I like that track. The burn, like the end of it when it first kicks off, that's one of my favorites. And then New Morning keeps it going. Catch and Wreck, I love the cuts. Yeah, yeah. And I love what's... 360 degrees to those cuts. Yeah, man. Right. My boy Nick. I love it. And then it'll Shout take me... Couch. Yeah, yes. yeah. And that was another one of those last uh, last editions, too. I was done with the record, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was... Well, I have one more beat. And I was like, I just played, the, played all the joints for Nick and then... Um, let him hear this beat, and I was like, "That's just the next one we're gonna work on." And he liked everything I played for, him. and he was like, "Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, let's work on this together." I was like, "Man, you can do the hook." And so we just went back and forth on like some small school um, MC DJ stuff, you know, that no real concept except for just catching wreck. You know, that's why I ended up naming it catching wreck. I don't think he even probably till today knew the name of the song because this is something we just recorded. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I named the beat something else, you know. The guy, guy that um, listened to it this morning on title told me it remind, took him all the way back to the 80s. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, cool. Right. <laughs> I was like, that's great because, it, I mean, I'm an 80s baby, so, you know. Well, man. Want me to run it? Hmm? Want me to run it? Yeah, run, run, run a new morning. That's right. Any punk, I'm 
a subpar skill Try and buy a ticket but you won't take the ride Some want a headline but they head just fly Lies on wax be the modern rap way Clobber any chap try to diss and say Slay from the door with this language torture More raw see from one of my pores Then you can force out from your whole being My soul see into the future but I can't see you There's no reason to continue my P's and Q's Stay sharp until I pass the mic It's damn tonight you sound awkward nah It ain't politics your style is whack How the fuck you leave the house with a rhyme like that DJ guaranteed that I rewind it back R.I.P. your career before the first hit smash like that y'all later we shot the video like within a month we'd already recorded the song and we went back down there to shoot the video and um just had a lot of cool connections down the bad room ever since really ever since the top of the year so yeah man and that that inspired i'd say you know all that really inspired me to you know really put this this thing together and go ahead and make it happen because mm-hmm. i was like okay these cats these cats is really all about hip-hop and all about the culture and you know, they don't mind getting down on some boom bap stuff and, you know, you know, just having a lot of energy on stage. And I was like, okay, yeah. Like when New Morning came together, I knew, okay, now I got to do fire. You know, because I could have waited probably till the next season and dropped Earth, you know what I mean, to start it off. But when we did that track, I was like, okay, it's got to start with fire. That's what's up, man. When do you write? Um, I write. As soon as I decide I'm going to write, I know it sounds crazy, but like I could sit and make beats for years. Like I said, these a lot of these beats have been around a while. The new morning beat has been around a while. Matter of fact, the beat sale that I, 
participated mm-hmm. in. I played New Morning. Glad I didn't sell it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. well, I mean, I would just lease it anyway. Probably. Be sell yes. Saturday. Plug, plug, plug. plug. Yeah. But, <laughs> Never so, lost. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the beat had been with me for a while. So as soon as I said, okay, this is going to be a track I'm going to write to, mm-hmm. I can usually write in like a form of stream of consciousness. Like once I decide I'm going to write, um, it's really just a matter of setting out the time to do it. Like, give myself an hour or two to sit with a pad and pen, and I just write, you know, and, and it comes together. As long as I'm not interrupted, and like I said, I decide, okay, I'm going to sit here and write. Nothing's going to bother me. I'm going to chill. I'm going to write this first because I don't like writing a bar. I know a lot of people uh, uh, do this where they write a bar at a time and go back and, you know, I've heard a lot of MCs say they think of something won't cool and then they write it down real quick and then go about the day and then they got a culmination of things that make a verse but I've never really been that way I, I my best verses come out when I just sit down and write it from start to finish like I say 16 and then I just go and then it's done um and also I, I if I know what the beat is I know what kind of energy I need to come with and stuff like that so is there a certain time of day that it seems to come easier I'm a morning person, so I have, I don't like to be at work till seven. I get up at four thirty every morning, and I read or I meditate. I, I sip my coffee. Um, if I'm working on a journal, which sometimes you know I haven't done it in a while, but I used to write a daily journal. I would write in the mornings. I kind of go back and forth as to what I do in my morning time, my quiet time, you know. But it always involves coffee. <laughs> I got my coffee. I might meditate. I might read. Um, you know, I might. I don't leave the house till after six. You know, but I, I like my at least thirty minutes worth of reading and quiet time. You know, and then, you know, but that's not necessarily when I write. But sometimes, yeah. So you know, earlier in the day, the better. You know, especially same thing with recording. I learned a long time ago. Shout out to Pish Posh, but. Uh, my man, Pish uh, Posh, came out to Colorado one time, and w- we just hung out one night. I thought maybe w- when he got in that we were going to um, record that night or something like that. And he was like, no, nah, man, let's do it in the morning. He said, your voice is, is better in the morning. You know, um, mm-hmm. you, you haven't been talking all day. Yeah. <clears throat> so I kind of took that to heart. I was like, okay, I'll just do my sessions. Like when I plan to record, um, you know, at least by like 2 o'clock, you know. I may record later if I have to, but I like I like to record early in the morning too. Mm. So I don't know, and you know I could always always do something at a different time. But if I if I could choose, I you know go ahead and get knocked out, then I can relax. Because being in a position like I know you can relate to where okay you make the beat, you write to it, you mix it. And I don't know if you actually do the mastering or you send it off to be mastered, but all the things, you know, are in your hands. So once I get the vocals done, I still need to make sure the mix is right. I still need to get it mastered. I still got all these other steps to do. So the quicker I can get through one step, the mm, you know, the quicker I, I can it. I can get to the other things, you know what I mean? And I just like the idea of it feeling natural, feeling like a freestyle. Because mm. I used to probably be a little bit more picky about oh, is everything I say has gotta be brilliant and that kind of thing that just really mess you up because mm-hmm. you'll never come up with anything that satisfies you if everything's gotta be the greatest line ever. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but if you can just flow, just ride it like fluid, you know. Hey, <laughs> shout out, Miss Fluid. <laughs> then, then, fluid. then it's gonna come together better. And you know, in the end, I can go back and edit. You know, um, so if I don't like the way a word, and I will, I'll go back and say, okay, I, I don't like the way I said this word. Another thing I'll do is um, I like to go ahead and record, like as soon as I write it, read it off the page. Um, and then I'll listen to it, listen to it, listen to it, and then I'll go back and re-record it when I got it memorized. Mm-hmm. And it always comes out better when I'm more relaxed, when I know a different way to flip a word, these kind of things. You know, um, I rarely release something that's the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time I recorded it. Yeah. You know, rarely does something come out, and that's that's the first take. I might I can record one take, but. Uh, I still would rather go back and mess with it. You know? Right. Definitely. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Put that thing on repeat. Shout out Mr. Fluid. AKA Wrapped in Planet. No tag alert. No tag alert. No hashtag alert. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> no, nah, man. Oh, but what? So what? Um. My and forgive me because I'm the I'm the guest here, so no. I don't want to impose hey, it. Right. Right. Cause man, yeah. I'm a, hey, look, so, you had you are <laughs> in you're in that interview bag right now. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the mic, the mic, <laughs> oh Phil, Phil, you are yeah. not a guest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you you are on this podcast. Uh, you have never lost. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. I just got I got more questions, man. I want to know questions. This is your house. Okay, okay. One of my questions is you never lost. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out George Clinton's best friend. What <laughs> 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 my, my okay. Tommy Rob. Right. <laughs> Tommy Rob. Yes! Yes! <laughs> New hashtag alert. <laughs> Atomic Rob. Another one. <laughs> Wrapped in Planet and Atomic Rob. Yes, indeed. I love it, man. It's perfect. It's perfect. Okay. Dang, that's good. Um, so what, with you basically, not even basically, you literally have um, total control of your creative process. What do you feel, what do you ever feel pressured about? What, what, when does Mr. Fluid feel pressure? I am the most pressured to myself as far as putting these projects out. The consulting I do tends to be with a very few people, like people that I trust their opinion. And I know they're going to tell me when something's whack or when it's just not right. And, and most of the time they're not like, the song's whack. Fuck. And they're just like, oh, this beat didn't right. The drum don't sound good. You need to fix that. You know, there's a handful of people I trust with that. The pressure, uh, pressure probably really comes with the live performance because mm. I, I can tell, like, if I'm loving a song in the studio and I get out there and the crowd ain't really feeling that song, and for whatever reason, they just didn't. And sometimes crowds are just still, you know, mm. and you could be killing it, and some crowds are just sitting still. So, yeah, you know, the first time it ain't going to, you know, you can't always judge from one crowd, but. I would say the pressure comes from, you know, is the crowd feeling it? 
you know, because ultimately that's what you want to do. You want to move the crowd as an MC. So you, you want people to react and you want them to react to certain parts of the song. Like you want, like you can tell hip hop people and you can tell cats that are listening by the way they react at certain parts of the song. You know what I mean? Like you say a certain line that you put a lot of thought in, somebody's going to be like, ooh. Mm-hmm. You know, they make that ooh face. You know, like, okay, they're paying attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to just liking the beat. Of course, some people do just more, you know, like the beat versus listen to the lyrics. So you know, it is what it is. But yeah, the pressure probably really comes on the live, live performance. So is that also your least favorite part of this whole... Oh, no, no, I love it. I love it. What's your least favorite? Um, Probably, the, I don't know. I mean, I might would say like the blank page staring back <laughs> at you or the blank studio session to where like you just open up a brand new session. There's nothing on that grid and you're like, what am I going to do now? You know what I mean? Uh, and, you know... Least favorite part is when you spend two or three days on a beat and it just comes out kind of whack, <laughs> you know. And 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 I'm honest with myself, like I like to go back and go back and listen to stuff over and over and over again. So if I keep going back to a beat that I thought was crazy and then it ends up, you know, not making me feel like it's right, like like it has to feel right. Um, like I try not to be too much in my head. That's why. I'll, close the session down I get too deep into it and just come back to it and with music especially with mixes you can tell right away if it's going to work you know I can or you know and I think most people can it's something physical where you know the beat either makes you feel good or it makes you feel like it's not right it makes you if you get a nervous feeling all of a sudden when you mm-hmm. put on one of your beats it's not the, it's not the business you know you know what I hate What's that? Writing. Mm. Just writing. <laughs> I love writing. I hate it. I love writing. I hate it. That's my least favorite part. That's my least favorite part. Absolutely. Hands down. Hate writing. Mm. And it's because it's just, it's too much pressure. What? Okay, wait, wait, wait. We, we gotta. What? Gotta, <laughs> what, what aspect of writing do you not like? Is it just. When you can't come up with a central idea, is it the starting jumping off point? No. Like he was talking about having a blank page, or is it just like you're getting into your groove and you don't know how to lay the railroad track for the next verse or the hook you're concerned with? First off, I'm pretty sure you write hooks first. Is that what you do? No. You go straight. Okay, well, then trying to find what would be the hook to connect. Uh-huh. The verse, what part? Just the whole thing. Yeah, the, all of it. Uh, <laughs> all of it. I hate it. Well, I hate it because I don't like, I hate having to just sit down mm-hmm. with a beat and just just think of something cool to say. Mm. I hate that part. Well, well see, that's what I was getting at earlier about not trying to be brilliant. And I, right. And, and so, so let me ask you this. Have you ever kept a journal? Mm-hmm. So when you journal you're not thinking about what you have to say because you know nobody's going to read it, so you just write, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, no, I, I don't, you I don't like, even force myself to journal. Well, okay, well, I'll just say something about myself. When I when I started journaling, um, 
I was in this class where I had to do it like three pages a day. Mm. So I'd get up in the mornings and I would just start writing. I wouldn't worry about what I was going to write. And, and the, the, the instructor was just, Hey, don't, it doesn't matter. Just write three pages. That's all you got to do. I'm not going to judge you based on what you write. Just don't get in there and say the same words or write the same (laughs) sentence over and again. Yeah. You know, like you're in trouble writing on Bart Simpson on a chalkboard or something. Mm. But just the idea, just get get your mind moving, get your pen moving. That I I like that kind of concept, and I, I can I use that with uh, writing verses too. That mm-hmm. you, once you just get started, if you can keep get yourself in the zone and just kind of get in that place where you're you, you're feeling a certain energy about writing. Like I said, once I start, it's like a stream of consciousness thing, and I try to go until I stop. Another another kind of idea that stuck with me since I've been writing poetry, which goes back to you know probably was thirteen. Um, I I don't know if somebody told me this, but I always had it in my head that nobody has to read this ever, so I can write whatever I want to write, and. Before I let people read it, I can go back and edit it, make sure it's cool and it's whatever it needs to be. But right off the bat, just write. Because I used to write poems that were like four or five pages long sometimes. I'd go back and write this way too long. But, you know, the main thing was that I wrote it. I felt better after mm-hmm. I wrote it. It was like a, a therapy. And so, um, and that, that's what makes you dangerous as an MC. Because. Um, there's this quote from Bruce Lee, you know, uh, I don't fear the man who's practiced 10,000 kicks once. Like, I fear the man who's practiced one kick 10,000 times. Yeah. It's like, because, yeah, that's... Uh, also, Bruce you know, Lee, so, <laughs> also, Bruce Lee said, I don't hit, it hits. See? <laughs> See? Shout, shout, out, shout out, Mr. <laughs> so, 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 the fingers looking at the moon. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the idea is that you let, with it hits, you know, you let mm-hmm. the spirit take over. You, you, you let it You let it happen. You trust the process. Right. Because, okay, fifth, come on, man. You, you've done a lot of dope projects at this point. I mean, you're an inspiration to me as far as, you know, producing, being the MC on the mic, doing a hell of a stage show performance. Everything Shout lined. out Boulay T Pain. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everybody gonna have a name for this name. Everybody gonna have a name. Before this is over, you gonna get one. That's ain't gonna get one for this. Just coming up. So, I don't know why it's going. To be. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 you know, you have, you should at this point have some sort of confidence that you know chances are it's going to turn out dope if you put your time and effort and you pay attention to it and you make sure the mix is good and make sure the rhyme's good you're not going to if you write a whack verse you may record it but you're not going to put it out so you should at least have that kind of confidence about yourself that you can just write and make it happen And but see that's the thing it's like because, you know, both of us have put out a ton of projects, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I have eight albums. And so I what I try not to be is redundant. Yeah. Like I'm that's that's the thing I fear of anything. Like I just really, really don't want to be redundant. 
And so I take so much time, like two and three years between my projects. I'm like, I don't want to write until I have something worth writing about. Well, you know what I'm saying? You know what gets me there? Reading. Mm, I, I make a point in between projects to read a handful of books. Mm-hmm. I know, and I do this very purposely, I know before I start on a new project, because I, I don't write, the, the way I'm talking about writing very quickly and all that, I also write when I decide to write. Like I mm-hmm. said, when I decide it's time to write. Um, I, I, I try to compartmentalize and say, okay, right now I'm just making beats. And mm-hmm. when I'm in make beat stage, I read a lot more than mm. when I'm in writing stage. So I make sure I have all this new knowledge and also experiences, but really with writing, I'm trying to make sure I know more and more and more stuff. Right. And, and I'm reading different styles of writing. So novels help me with style. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I get style a lot from novelists, not necessarily MC. Because I don't mm. like to copy MCs. I, I don't really copy, but you get inspiration from the way people write. And then also concepts and ideas I get from nonfiction. And so I make a point to read a lot before I start working on a new project. That. So in that sense, I got new stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, and it's probably some stuff cats don't know about because I've been reading these kind of obscure books from the 20s and 30s and. You know, I was reading a lot of stuff about propaganda and all this stuff. You ended up with when conformity is not comfortable, you know, with a lot of really in-depth kind of psychology type messages and stuff like that about marketing and, you know, uh, crowd control and the crowd versus the individual. I was reading Ayn Rand, you know, so a lot of that comes out. And you listen to the record and like it's kind of like feels like an apocalyptic kind of George Orwellian. It's because I was reading Brave New World, and there were certain books I said, okay, if I'm going to tackle this subject, I need to read a lot about this subject. So, yeah, I just make sure I read. You know, I, and I can tell anybody writes, whether you're an MC, poet, whatever, the best thing you could do is read. You know, read more, and you can write better. If you could recommend one book to the Black Pocket listeners right now. Uh, one book? Um Man, that's a tricky one. <laughs> Just the first one that comes to your mind. How do you recommend one book? Um, let's see. Ralph Ellison, Invisible Man. Mm. Okay. Mm. I mean, that's something that really opens your eyes to America. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you ain't got to, you, you ain't, you, you can't help but be in his shoes. And, and, and you also, kind of see the way things are at the time and yeah it's just a window into america that most people don't see and it's such a popular book but it also makes you wonder who's who's read it and who understands it you know? now you mentioned earlier and like man shut me up at any point no okay. hey, you but, <laughs> um i know you said you mentioned that you try to you do in a sense space out when you're making beats to not make a bunch in the same style and stuff like that. Don Shay, uh, do you ever like say, okay, I specifically want to make beats in this style mm-hmm. right now and then, you know? From time to time, I think for me, uh, 
I'm kind of like you in this sense. My toughest part of the process is getting outside of myself, getting out of my head. Sometimes mm-hmm. I get caught up in my head. So, you know, when I'm making tracks, you know, I'll make it to a point and I'm like, okay, cool. If I don't stick with it then or if I don't make a plan to say, all right, I'm going to add one or two more elements and that's it, mm-hmm. I will kick that can down the road. It'll just be a dope loop chilling in FL forever and, and it, it will never completed. get completed. Yeah. 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 It never gets completed. It's yeah. just there. And and I know I have dope beats, but yeah. it just I don't have the MP3s and WAV files to show for it because I've been taking so much. So whenever I get out of my head and whenever I take the stance of, all right, I'm going to do just these things. I think one of the things I was reminded of uh, last week, I was part of like a soft skills training Mm -hmm. uh, for work. And something that one of the participants said really reminded me that limitations really can be a good part of inspiring your creativity. When you limit yourself, like, when you can only use one or two things, yeah, you get re- really creative with how you use that. I remember when I first got on any type of dog, which was before FL, it was something else. But I'll just talk about FL because it's fresh on my mind. I maybe knew about one or two generators on there. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about the instruments. I knew about the generators. It was like a piano generator. Yeah. Uh, 303 bass sound mm-hmm. and like a couple other like crappy sounds they had on it but I worked those sounds to death because that was all I wanted to use or whatever yeah so to answer your question my biggest callback is getting out of my head and I think taking the time to limit myself and say look man what's up uh, Cole shut, shut, shut up Cole Brown Cole. shut up Cole Brown <laughs> Cole Contravious Brown shut up go in another room I'll let you pee later go away well, yeah, I think Cole those are my two things. It, it, it's, it's tough for me to get out of my head a lot of times and then limit myself and just schedule, stick to the schedule that I've made for myself to limit myself for my creativity. But, you know, clear cash, I've been keeping it relatively going, and that was an idea born out of getting out of my own head. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, Venom is letting me post up here at Offbeat on Sundays with my laptop. What I'm going to do is I'm going to just set out to make two, at least two tracks, mm-hmm. two or three tracks, put an easy, quick mix on it, make it sound kind of whatever, at least listenable, mm-hmm. and just put it out. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it would get caught up on my system. And that's really caused me to at least make some tracks and yeah. then go back and touch them up a little bit. So now I have dope tracks. Yeah, The ones that are on SoundCloud, they're, uh, they're okay. We've used one for our uh, theme. He likes it. Yeah, I like But that. I can probably uh, mix it a little bro. bit better. Yeah, but shout out DJ Venom. You know, <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So those those are my biggest Yeah, I mean roadblocks. Finishing tracks, I can't I can't front. It's tough because mm-hmm. um you'll have a really great idea that for some reason just ain't working. Mm-hmm. Like you got the dopest sample but you just can't get <clears throat> them drums to work with it. You can't get a bass line. It sounds like it's in key enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to do something that took me like damn near a week of going through tracks. Cause like I said, for about two and a half years now, I've just been making beats after beats after beats. I had to get my notebook out for like six pages worth of writing the name of the beat mm-hmm. and little notes beside it. Like this could go for this project. 
it sounds like earth, it sounds like air, it sounds like water. Mm -hmm. um, and then a whole bunch of them I just wrote, needs work, needs work, needs work. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening with it. I, but I, but the ones I didn't mm -hmm. like at all mm -hmm. didn't even go on the page. Mm -hmm. So if I wrote needs work, there's a chance I can go back and, and save it, make, make something happen with it. And a lot of times it just takes me sitting down with it and figuring it out because if I have to scrap the whole sample or scrap the drums, mm -hmm. bring in new ones, I've done that plenty of times. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the projects I have, sewing and wiggle forming is not comfortable, definitely have tracks where I just scrap the drums and start fresh with something new or you know, um, that's kind of a, a thing I do sometimes because I know something about that track works. Mm -hmm. And I also have a formula that I've developed over the past couple of albums because the, the last two albums, well, now three, sound different than Magnolia Magnificent, mm -hmm. more bass heavy, and they got a certain kind of bounce to them for the most part. So I know there's certain elements in my tracks that I, I'm going to use. And it's usually one of those few elements, like it's the drums, it's the bass line, or the sample, or the keys, or whatever. But um, if I can figure out what it is that's working, I can try to make something else work around. Yeah. And um, I, I, I don't know. And then sometimes you just can't make it. You just can't make it work, you know. And you just have to decide, okay, move on. But it is it is important to finish tracks. Because I've, mm -hmm. I've been through that. I've been like, okay, this could be great, mm -hmm. but oh, I just man. won't spend the time to make it happen, you know? Man, I need to do that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm giving Dasha a chastising look. Like I said, I'm putting the pressure on and, and, and say, and also, yeah, if you need limitations, come up with a concept. Say, I'm making this style. Yeah. So. <clears throat> That makes it simple because it don't make it harder in my mind because, like, I know, like I said, um, I know what earth, what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So before I've even, I don't even know if I got maybe one or two beats right now that don't even work for earth. Mm -hmm. But I know, okay, um, I got to work on this kind of style. So I just got to make it work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I already know which direction I'm going to go. If this was a full-length project that could go in any style, um, my head be all over the place and it might take me much, much longer to come up with it. You know? Gotcha. I don't, I don't have too much more, man. Oh, um, how often do you listen to your own music? A lot. I actually do a lot because I, I, I well, you've seen, you've seen me on stage where I forgot lyrics and I hate that. Mm -hmm. I hate to forget the rhyme. So, um, especially if it's new music, I listen to it a lot. And it's not like I'm listening to it necessarily just like jamming to my own music. It's a lot just trying to keep it in my head and trying to make sure I memorize these lyrics and I'm just comfortable with it on stage. And then also before it gets um, put out there, like I'm listening to it a lot to make sure it's ready. Because I... I don't have a lot of, like I said, I got a few friends I'll play stuff for, but I don't have a lot of people I kick it with and play music for. And then a lot of people aren't necessarily into what I'm into. So I kind of just got to trust myself a lot of times. So um, I got to know that if I pop it in, I'm, I'm maybe not even thinking about the record. Let me just pop it in to see how it makes me feel. And if it gives me them goosebumps, 
okay, I did something. Mm, you know? Okay. And if it don't give me them goosebumps, I need to go back and rethink this shit because it's, I probably did something wrong. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not modest. I listen to my stuff a lot because I, I want to get it right. And then when it's out, I may not listen to it a lot after it's already out, unless I got a show coming up with mm. those songs, then I'm listening to it a lot just to kind of get my lyrics on point. That really answered another question I was going to ask. I was going to say, like, how do you know when a song is it and when it's not? And that basically answers that question. But so you don't just you don't just jam out to your own music. Like, just man, I'm finna get in the ride. I'm better play that new freaking. You know. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, because I I'm, I make music for a reason because right. I enjoy listening to it. So yeah, sometimes, yeah. Um, and, but the older it gets, I get away from it. <laughs> well, like you, you were second to go playing, um, stuff in company of strangers. Shout yeah. out DJ chaotic, Wally, DJ chaotic. Yarbrough. Um, yeah. you know, when I listen to some of that stuff, I'm like, man, I don't really like the way this came together. Well, I like the way my voice sounds. I can get a little critical the older it is because I'm like, I've changed my style a couple of times since then, you know? Um, but I'm pretty happy with the last few projects I put out, you mm. know? So I'm getting a lot more happier with my own music. So I have a lot more confidence. And sometimes I do jam out my own music. There you go. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. they just wanted me to. Shout out Mr. <laughs> Shout out to narcissism. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's some more flexing in the world. <laughs> That's why I call me Pluto. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Well, man, you got anything else? Yeah, no, no, I'm good. I'll stop. No, save, for, save for part two. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> All right, man. Parts. <laughs> right. Yeah. Five, five, five parts. Five parts. Five parts, man. It's five parts. Five parts. Five Shout songs. Stay tuned. You can go on Bandcamp and wherever else. Yeah, Bandcamp, Title, um, Amazon, Apple Music. Uh, really, really anywhere you buy music these days, it's it's all out there. And I saw it on Bandcamp for five dollars. So yeah, well, yes, yeah, it's a five dollar project. You catch me uh, at a show. I got drop cards, so if you want the little credit card looking card with a uh, code on the back, we can download it. You can cop them from me at shows and whatnot. Um, so yeah, it's out there. Uh, Makeup of a mascot, Volume One, Fire. Definitely, definitely. So where can they follow you at, Mister Fluid? Yeah, MR underscore Fluid on Instagram. Um, Facebook, it's Mr. Fluid. That's MR Fluid. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm on SoundCloud, too. It's uh, Mr. Fluid. Awesome, awesome. To our gracious host, Fifth Chisel, where can they follow you at, man? Say what? Where can, where can people follow you at, man? <laughs> On the planet side, oh. I'm just saying, man. I love it. I love. I love the concept. And there you have it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. F F Child Music. Everything. I, I, I did. I did. Do you remember? Uh, 
Back in the seven days, I did call myself the human planet. There you go. That's <laughs> all. It was premonition, From time man. to time, it was one of them kind of premonitions. I wasn't. We got it, man. Wrapped in planet. Too tight with. It's your boy Dunshay, man. Oh, shout out! Shout yeah. out to the works in the building. Yeah, yeah, and and, I'll, and, I'll, and the works did the cover art for the record. That's what I was about to ask yes. about those. So y'all got beef or something? We got beef? You and, and the works. Because the last two covers, she did an original painting for it. But this time, I was like, no, nah, no, you just get some, like, graphic design. You get some, you get some Photoshop this time. <laughs> Every time we work on something, um, I come up with the idea. And then we go back and forth with how we're going to actually make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it just is a matter of just doing something different. And it also struck me that I wanted to do... Um, the elements a certain way. And I had this idea of having a black background. And so I'm kind of, we'll see how the others go, but I may stick with that and just having a real basic kind of look with these. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, it's just conceptual. It's not any old boot. She's still doing the video work, you know, and, yes. the, and, and the pictures. Are those original paintings up in your house? Yeah. Okay, well, there's yeah, you yeah. play your music out loud and, you know, yeah. jam to your music with your paintings on the yeah, wall. Yeah, and, and, and I look in, in the mirror a whole lot. <laughs> I, 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 have, I have, you know, um, about 12 mirrors and, um, throughout the house. No, I don't. <laughs> Yo, that's what's up, man. Shout out to Rob House Morris, the zero of, uh, I mean, the O of, of zero. We're getting it on Instagram and, and, and uh, all platforms. all the platforms. And then I'm done. Shay did it almost everywhere. And uh, yeah, man, for the Black Pocket Podcast, it's your boy. And up out. Peace. Never lost. There we go. <laughs>